Well, hey, hi, hello, my friends. Welcome to Maine ASCD, the podcast. The podcast where we talk about the whole child and whole child education in Maine and beyond. My name is Matt Drewett-Card, and I'm your host for today's episode. Thank you so very much for downloading, for listening, and for hopefully subscribing to our little podcast adventure as we try to connect uh, educators across Maine and hopefully beyond with the tenets of the whole child being healthy, safe, engaged, supported, and challenged. The goal for this podcast is always to just connect and to learn about the excellent work, the excellent people that make education go. Education is a people-centered business. It is a human-centered business. And so if we get all caught up in the product or the numbers or the quantitative side of it, we lose the real human side of it. And that's one of the things that we believe here at Maine ASCD is that education is a human thing. And so let's connect our humans. Speaking of humans, today's podcast features our January 2020 member spotlight, Tammy Ranger. She is the Educator Excellence Coordinator for the Maine Department of Education. She's a longtime educator, uh, worked up in central Maine in the Skowhegan area. And today I talk with her about her experiences and what makes her tick and what makes her things that inspire her as a member spotlight. If you know of someone, uh, a Maine ASCD member, uh, who should be nominated, who should be highlighted, or would be a great person for us to highlight on this platform, uh, let us know. Go to mainascd.org and right there on the homepage, there's a Maine ASCD Spotlight a Member nomination form. You can just let us know who that person is and we will see if that person um, can be part of our member spotlight. Also on our website is our micro-credential information where you can find about this method of getting certified as a whole child champion in your classroom. It's through a micro-credentialing process that is anywhere, anytime, it's on your business. And it's really not about showing you the new things that you have to do or to create something new, but it's really about celebrating what you've already done. And if you haven't done things yet, well, this is an opportunity to really put yourself to the test. So I strongly suggest if you're interested in becoming a certified whole child champion, go to our website, www.mainascd.org and find out information. Or you can reach out to us on Twitter at MainASCD or email us at ASCDMain at gmail.org. With that, gmail.com, excuse me, ASCD main dot at gmail.com i you'd think i'd do this enough that i'd get it right but hey you know i'm not a professional podcaster i just kind of talk so that's enough of me yapping to you about this thank you again very much for listening and now on with the show joining us today is the wonderful and incomparable tammy ranger how are you tammy Hi, man. I'm well. Thank you for having me here tonight. Congratulations on being the January 2020 member spotlight for Maine ASCD, part of our, our first year of doing this. So congratulations for that. Oh, thank you. And thank you for asking me. I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm a big fan of ASCD, so I'm excited to promote it and to share um, my viewpoints on the um, on the engagement piece of it and some of my resources that I've looked at. Yeah. Great. So tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, whatever, et cetera. Thanks. <laughs> sure. So I am now working at the Maine Department of Education. My role there is Educator Excellence Coordinator. 
I've been there since March. Prior to that, I taught for 20 years in MSAD 54 at Margaret Chase Smith School, um, fifth and sixth grade multi-age teacher, and then the, mostly at the middle school as a reading interventionist, all in Skowhegan. Yeah, so it's been a been kind of a journey for you going from uh, the teacher, but you also uh, now up to the DOE. That's 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 quite the transition. Uh, in order to do all of that, um, you must have had a tremendous amount of connections and resources over the course of the years. And so I'm wondering, in this day and age, being that it's you know 2020 now, and, and that we're moving into this whole new decade, um, what is that one go-to resource that Nowadays, at least, you just can't live without. Well, I think I'm echoing past um, ASCD Spotlight members, but it's the truth. It, it, it's Twitter. You know, Twitter gets a bad rap, social media. And I personally yeah. have a love-hate relationship with social media. <laughs> but I love Twitter for the, um, you know, I would call it teacher Twitter. Um, you know, and with a couple of clicks, I can get to something that interests me or I can find new information. Um, looking at professional opportunities, um, articles, research, um, and also different perspectives from which to consider current issues in education. And, you know, it's interesting because as we're talking right now, I, I just open up my feed and, you know, I'm a National Board Certified Teacher. I'm a big for, fan of National Board Certification. Mm -hmm. And two of my colleagues were on NBC News last night. They wow. participated in Empatico, and so they video conferenced their classrooms. And so one's from the South and one's from Northern New Jersey. And I found out about that through Twitter, that, oh, they were on NBC News last night because it was Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and they did this um, multicultural event, and it's still ongoing. So that's something that I learned from watching, you know, being on Twitter. And, and I'm looking right now, and I see Shelly Moody, Oakland Atwood primary teachers had an awesome discussion this afternoon about close reading. So, you know, you also find out what your colleagues are doing. You know, you yeah. tend to stay close to your colleagues, but sometimes it's just so hard to get together. Like, I didn't know that Atwood primary, that Shelly was doing that today. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, everyone is so busy all the time. Everyone's just straight out all the time. And in, in, a, in a state like Maine in particular, which, which I know this happens pretty much everywhere, but in a state like Maine, which is a very large state, but it's also a rural state, so everyone's spread out all over the place. And as a result, how do you connect? How do you keep touch? How do you get outside of your own classroom slash school slash district? And uh, people who listen to this podcast and I've heard me talk in other places will hear me say that uh, Twitter is fantastic. It's one of my favorite resources. I'm right there with you. I think that... Uh, you're right that social media and Twitter in particular gets a bad rap for, for some reasons and because it can be really, really uh, a terrible place sometimes. But in terms of education, man, we've carved out a nice little corner of the internet there, haven't we? Oh, definitely. And I think with anything on social, you know, well, anything you do in life, you know, just pause and say, you know, what is my intention? You know, why right. am I doing this? You know, you're in control. You just have to remember that. Yeah, you're in control and you can control who you follow. You can, you can exactly. block people. And that's one of the things that I, that I really learned. One of the biggest tips that I got and I promote to this day is, is you follow the people who you admire. You follow the people who you are really interested in learning from, who you want to learn from. And then after you follow them, who are they following? You know, if, I, if I want to follow someone like ASCD, like say, well, who is ASCD following? Who are, exactly. Who's following their feed? Because that's that's the that's the, I want to be associated with them as well and get connected to those people, and that's that's one of those um, one of those really 
great components that uh, social media and Twitter in particular can bring to a level of connectivity and collaboration for educators all across the state and world, really. Oh, definitely. And I would say if you haven't given Teacher Twitter a try, I would say go for it because so many of the people that I follow now, I had never even heard of before Twitter. Yeah. And, and, and it's, their, their resources and their wisdom and oh, yeah. their perspective. Absolutely. And it's, and it's, and it's like all support. It's all supportive. It, if you can you tr put, put a question out there, you'll get an answer. You have, a, you have a challenge or you just need to vent frustration. You'll find people be like, hey, I'm here for you. I have your back. You're doing great. Just keep plugging away. You have a support system. And that's one of the, the best things about the, the, Twitter, the, the, the Twitter sphere in the education realm. And um, on that note, on that end as well, there's, there's my ever so <laughs> subtle segue. Um, so one of the things that Twitter does for us in the educator realm is that level, uh, level of connection and engagement with our other educators and our other teachers and our friends and our colleagues. Engagement being one of those five tenets of the whole child framework, which is something that Maine ASCD uh, and ASCD in general, um, it's kind of our, our, our core. And so which of those five tenets being healthy and engaged and safe and supported and challenged would you say would be your strongest? And talk a little bit about that if you would. Yeah, it's hard because they're all connected, that's for sure. They're that's very you know, interdependent. But um, when I look over my teaching career, I would say for me, the strongest is engaged. And I would say that because you know, for most of my teaching career, I worked with middle school students and you know they had received intervention um, through most of their years of schooling. And so a couple of years ago in particular, my new seventh graders arrived and um, from day one, it just seemed like they were so disconnected from school, from learning. It was like they had, um, it was like learned helplessness. They didn't think that they could, that they could learn. And so I've always worked to make, you know, I, well, um, I'm gonna back up a little bit here. I became a teacher and I didn't start teaching until I was in my late thirties. And I, you know, I didn't go to school to be a teacher. I'm a first generation college student um, until I was about 33. And the reason I decided to become a teacher was because I had volunteered in my daughter's classroom and their teachers were amazing. And all of their instruction was student centered. Um, interdisciplinary and so I and I saw how engaged my kids were and so I had these great models in my own children's teacher so I knew when I, I when I decided to become a teacher I wanted to incorporate many of the things that I learned from them and key, key to it was engagement and the thing to remember about student engagement is not you know definitely you want kids to have fun while they're learning but what is the so what so you you're making you know you're offering engaging activities but what is the outcome what are the kids learning at the end of the day and do they know what they're learning right so there got to be a, a clear purpose to that and you know they say that expression you know time flies when you're having fun mm -hmm. but but the real truth to that is time flies when you're engaged and mm -hmm. oftentimes when we're in, when we're really engaged yes it could be fun but there's also a purpose to it as well there's got to be a clear objective like you said Exactly. And I think too, you know, um, in, in engaging kids, it depends on relationship building. I always try to incorporate real world learning experiences, sure. student agency and autonomy. So for in looking back at reading and having kids that are in you know, middle school and they don't like reading. So um, first find out, you get to know the kids and find out what are they interested in? Are they interested in dirt biking, snowboarding, hunting, um, mm. basketball, you know, and, and then finding books that 
that are at a just right level for them and not just handing them the book, but I can't count. I probably have a hundred pictures of me sitting side by side with kids reading. They read a paragraph, I read a paragraph, but you know, you don't get to that point without the relationship piece. Absolutely not. I mean, that's the, the we've, uh, a recurring theme on this podcast has, has been um, the discussion that if you want to get to the Bloom's taxonomy, in order to get to Bloom's, you have to go through Maslow's first in a way. And that comes through having the relationships and creating a safe and a healthy environment because that way they can trust you and that they, the students, the learners know that uh, you have their back, that mm -hmm. you're there for them. And that what you're going to do is that in a really safe, uh, protective and supported way, you're going to be there to help get them to that next plateau, even when it gets really hard and challenging. And that only comes through building the relationships. They will only do that engagement, that true level of deep, purposeful engagement, if they are willing to have that relationship with you. And it starts with you as the educator. Exactly. And I would say too, you know, um, when you think about, I, I think because we've had some, you know, challenging budget year, budgetary years with schools. I <laughs> no, I look at the difference when I no, first that's, started. No, that, that's just that, that's a very yeah. nice way of saying it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, um, when I, in my first five years of teaching, you know, our district used to send two teachers a year. You had to apply, but they would send one elementary teacher and one secondary teacher to a national conference. And, you know, when things got tight, you know, that had to go. But right. you, you look at the excitement of being able to go to a national conference and bring that information back or thinking about um, taking kids on field trips. And so I would encourage people to say, you know, um, I have a couple of examples. When I was teaching at Margaret Chase Smith School, um, we were reading the book, Lizzie Bright and the Buckminster Boy. It's historical fiction by Gary Schmidt, and it's the story of Malaga Island, historical fiction. And I said to my teaching partner, Mary Stewart, who I adore and learned so much from, you know, it would be so great if we could take the kids to Malaga Island. And I started to think about, well, but, but this, but that, but this. And she kept, kept countering everything I was saying with, why not? Why not? And so we ended up, long story short, taking the kids to Phippsburg on a, and she, she, we integrated a, um, a, you know, a lot of other components in it, but to Malaga Island, the kids filmed, so a lot of technology involved. They rewrote and filmed scenes from the book. They, um, a local fisherman took the kids on a boat in groups out to the actual island. The kids pretended they were newscasters reporting the event. And so you, the kids are engaged and there's so many learning targets that we hit with that. And so fast forward up to when I'm teaching at the middle school, I'm no longer teaching with Mary, but because of that, um, what she taught me, we now are reading the book, Small as an Elephant, and that took place in Bar Harbor and Acadia National Park. And I ended up writing a donor's choose grant to take the kids mm. to do something similar. And you know, those are events that, they, it wasn't just an extension activity, we read the book and now let's go there. There was so much, so much rich learning embedded in the, those trips. Sure, and, and those those are the things that will also stick with them for a long time as well. And they'll they'll remember. They might not remember the exact reason why they were there, but they'll remember a lot of the details and a lot of, you know, what they did and why they you know what what they were doing there, what they got out of that. That's the stuff that they will remember through that level of engagement, which also then can then inspire those levels of uh, challenging themselves more. Exactly. And it you know, comes back to your whole idea or your whole concept you said at the beginning of 
all five of these tenets, the safe, healthy, the supported, the engaged, and the challenged, those whole child tenets, they are so interconnected. Oh, definitely. And, you know, before we went to Bar Harbor the day before, you know, I had, you know, kids had, you know, different um, behavior challenges. And I was, you know, thinking about, gosh, I'm taking these kids to the ocean. Um, and so the day before we left um, and thinking about, I, I didn't give a big speech, you know, we did talk a little bit about safety, but mostly I, I, I took a, 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 I turned on the projector and I made a chart and I just said, hey, how about we brainstorm all of the people that are making this trip possible? And from the um, nice. kitchen staff to the volunteers, oh, the that's kids, nice. They started building off one another. They had when we were done, they had forty-two names, and I think just the fact that we were intentional and we thought about, wow, who's making this trip possible? That was very sobering to them. And I didn't say anything. I didn't. I didn't make a connection um, explicit. I didn't say, see all these people are making this possible. We need to be on our best behavior. I didn't say that, I didn't have to. We had no behavior issues at all. They, they, it was just, I think it was an aha moment for them. So those aha moments are fantastic. And those are, the, those are kind of those moments that we, that we kind of strive for. I, I, I've often likened it to golf. I'm a terrible golfer. But, you know, I'll, I'll go, I'll go and I'll play. And, you know, once or twice around, I'll hit that perfect drive or I'll just like chip it in from, you know, I don't know, hundred yards out, some, something ridiculous. And most of the time I'm in the woods, I'm in the sand, I'm in the water, I'm, you know, stopping counting at 10. Right. But once or twice around, you just hit that perfect shot. Oh, that feels so good. That just feels great. And that's those aha moments that I liken to, those magical moments in education, which what, what keeps so many of us in the profession, I believe, is those moments with the kids when they're working and they're struggling really hard and then something clicks and you see it in their face and that aha just comes through. It's just pure magic and it's an incredibly addictive feeling. Oh, definitely. And they know it. They can feel oh, it. Yeah. Nobody has to tell them. They can feel it inside of themselves. So, so that was one of those things for me that over the years in this, in this crazy profession, even as I've transitioned out of the classroom into more an administrative role, um, that level still kind of keeps me sane. It's one of those things where you don't have these great moments every day, but a couple times a year, these really great movements will happen. These great things will happen. And it's like, that's why we do it. We've made a really significant change. So in your, in your journeys, you've seen a lot, you've, you've done a lot, and you've been celebrated a lot. So what are the things that keep you sane in this ever-changing, crazy profession of ours? Oh, it is definitely time with my colleagues, whether it's um, locally in, you know, in my district um, or statewide. It was involved with a lot of statewide organizations um, or national. You know, it's all about professional networks and connecting. Um, when I look over the 20 years, that's what, you know, it started early on. I got involved with the main writing project. I, got, I worked on national board certification. And so I'm with these like-minded people who are pushing me. And, and yeah, teaching is hard, but it's also so much fun and so rewarding. And you're with people that are as excited as you are about it. And you know that they are stretching and growing. And for me, that's what, that's what keeps me sane in, in, in this crazy profession. <laughs> So speaking of connecting, if people wanted to connect with you to ask you questions or follow up or to, just to follow you and to make that connection, whether if they already know you want to make it stronger or get to know you, 
How might they do that? Sure. Well, on Twitter, it's at Tamara Ranger. So at T-A-M-A-R-A-R-A-N-G-E-R. And then my email address um, at work is Tamara.Ranger at Maine.gov. And we'll put this in the show notes as well, but just so that people can hear you. And uh, Tammy, thank you very much for taking some time today to talking with me and Manus ASCD about what what makes you tick as an educator. And uh, again, congratulations on being our January 2020 member spotlight. Oh, thank you. And thanks for everybody involved with ASCD for all the support you give our main educators. We really appreciate everything that you do. Thank you again for downloading, listening, and subscribing to Maine ASCD, the podcast, the podcast where we talk about whole child education in Maine and beyond. If you're interested in connecting more with Tammy Ranger, you can find her on Twitter at Tamara Ranger. You can also email her at Tamara.Ranger at Maine.gov. She's a great resource and I highly uh, recommend connecting with her if you haven't yet. If you want to contact us, at Maine ASCD. You can find us on Twitter at Maine ASCD. On Facebook, facebook.com slash M-E-A-S-C-D. If those methods don't work or you have a longer question that you want to get to us, uh, email us, ASCDMaine at gmail.com. I got it right this time. ASCDMaine at gmail.com. And uh, of course, go to our website for all the information about things that we're doing, our micro-credential suite, su- links to subscribe to the podcast, nominating members, upcoming conferences that we are partnering with our friends in New Hampshire, ASCD, about the Journal of Maine Education coming out soon, etc., which is all can be found at mainasd.org. Thanks again.